You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 1,398. On my lands, here's a deal that's going to potentially profit 70000 80000 whatever it is, if I just had the money mm-hmm. to stay in the deal. Sure. So what does private money do? Private money allows you, as a wholesaler, to pick and choose what deals you want to stay in, which ones you want to assign out. Put you in control of your business. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. Podcast. I'm your host, Brent Daniels, Mr. TTP, Mr. Talk to People, and we have a special, special action workshop today, and it's all about raising private funds. This is going to be a step-by-step guide on how to go out there and raise a million dollars in the next 30 days. And I have the best of the best here in studio with me, Jay Connor. So strap in, grab your pen, grab your pad of paper, because there's a lot of what we call write them downums. All right. So here we go. Jay Connor, Wholesaling Inc. Podcast. Let's get going. Welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. Podcast, Jay Connor. Oh, my lands, Brent Daniels. It's Thank about time. you so much. It is about time. Thank you so much for inviting me to come along to talk about my most passionate topic, mm-hmm. and that's private money. And why I'm so passionate about it is because my wife, Carol Joy, and I, we've been investing in East North Carolina houses for since 2003. But private money, private money has had the biggest impact as far as anyone's strategy or skill set of any other strategy that we use in our business. Yeah. Well, listen, and we were talking just a second ago before we started this, two huge skills to build as a real estate entrepreneur. Number one is lead generation. I mean, nothing happens without leads. That that comes down to having conversations and making offers every single day. We talk to new property owners. We're trying to buy their house. We have to have the conversations. We have to make the offers. The second skill, and it truly is a skill, is raising private funds. Absolutely. Right? You know, I tell people all the time that unless you've got consistent leads, mm-hmm. lead flow, seller lead flow coming in every day right. into your pipeline, you're not in business. You got a hobby. You're not serious. Mm-hmm. You got to have consistent lead flow coming in. And of course, the other most popular question I get is, well, where am I going to get the money? Mm-hmm. Right. And what I'm so excited about talking with you, Brent, and, and the Wholesaling Inc. followers is that, of course, when you wholesale a deal, you don't need private money to wholesale a deal. Just right. sign out. However, what I hear my wholesaling friends talk about all the time, particularly when they've gotten into it, maybe they've done two deals, three deals, four deals, and they're going, oh, my lands. Here's a deal that's going to potentially profit 70000 80000 whatever it is. If I just had the money mm-hmm. to stay in the deal. Sure. So what does private money do? Private money allows you as a wholesaler to pick and choose what deals you want to stay in, which ones you want to assign out. Put you in control of your business. Right. But don't you have to, I, I mean, 
To raise funds, I feel like you have to have like a really good resume of success. You got to have a good resume of, of finding great discounted properties that you can take to somebody that you're raising the private money from. And we'll go into who to raise it from and how and, and what documentation you need. And you've got an incredible book, Where to Get the Money Now, uh, that we're going to dive into. But don't you have some experience finding opportunities? What do you think? So... One question that I get, and and what you just said triggers this, one question that I get all the time from new real estate investors, never done a deal before, they say, Jay, who in the world is going to loan me money on a deal and I've never done a deal before? That's a great question. I got a couple of answers that come to mind. Yep. First of all, and this is a writer downer, first of all, when you borrow money from a private lender, Here's the writer downer. If you don't pay the lender, the property does. Mm-hmm. If you don't pay the lender, Love it. the property does. Now, what does that mean? Well, let's unpack that for a second. First of all, when I say if you don't pay the lender, the property does. First of all, that means we as the borrower, the real estate investor, never, never, never. And you can legally, but never borrow unsecured funds. Right. We're going to give the private lender, by the way, we're not talking hard money. We're talking doing business with individuals that are lending out either investment capital or and or their retirement funds. Explain, explain hard money to people that have never heard that term before. Sure. Because a lot of times new real estate investors will hear private money, mm-hmm. they'll hear hard money, and sometimes they're like used interchangeably. Well, and that's not so the case. Cash. cash kind of encompasses all of it. Here's my cash offer. But really, it's money coming from a hard money lender or a private money lender. So it kind of all falls (laughs) under that umbrella, too, which makes it even another layer of confusion. So what's hard money? What's private money? So here's what private money is. And then I'll answer what's hard money. Mm -hmm. Private money is when you are borrowing money from an individual, a human being, just like you or me. They're loaning money from their investment capital, just liquid funds, and or their retirement funds. Now, here's another writer downer. Establish a relationship with a self-directed IRA Mm -hmm. company so that when you're talking with a new potential private lender, an individual that's got retirement funds, you can refer them to whoever you recommend to where they can move their retirement funds over to the self-directed IRA company and then loan you money. So a private lender is an individual. Yes. A hard money lender, which, by the way, you and I, we got a bunch of friends in multiple masterminds that are hard money lenders. Yeah. Well, here's what's funny. I'm a hard money lender. And you're a hard money lender. Yeah. And what's interesting is that I've got some really good friends that are hard money lenders that have used the techniques in my book mm-hmm. to go raise more money for their fund to loan out. So typically, typically, mm-hmm. a hard money lender or broker typically is a broker of funds. Yeah where they go out and raise private money for their fund that they then turn around and loan out Mm -hmm. to real estate investors. Mm -hmm. So it's a matter of you want to do business with individuals that are going to fund your deals. And you can have more than one individual private lender funding a deal. And by the way, just to make it clear, in this world of private money that I'm talking about, I'm not raising money for a fund. Typically, when you're raising money for a fund, you're going to have an SEC attorney. You're going to get no, a private placement let's memorandum. Let's keep this simple. Yeah. In this world of single-family houses, yep. everything we do is what's called one-offs. One-offs. Well, what's a one-off? 
A one-off means is you got a private lender or maybe a couple of private lenders that are funding a deal mm-hmm. or a house. So again, private money individuals, hard money typically is a broker that's going to make money with origination fees and charge a higher interest rate and et cetera. Well, I love it for wholesaling for a couple different reasons. Number one is when we are speaking with the seller, we're going in as the cash buyer, right? right? We need to have the ability to close that transaction to perform or we're lying. Exactly. Right. And now there is transactional funds, which, which allow all of us to be cash buyers. That's right. Right. But having that funds sitting there with somebody that you know that you can pick up a phone, you have a relationship with, and they can review the deal, make sure that it's something that they're comfortable lending on and be able to act on very quickly is really important. And the second part of that is this last year, Jay, we've been closing a lot more deals. And the reason we've been closing more deals is because we've been finding bigger deals. Mm -hmm. And what we found here in Phoenix is when we put out our wholesale properties, and we were competing with other offers, but we got the offer, people got a little bitter and they'd see us put out our post and then they'd go back to the seller and try to convince them and try to poison the relationship with the seller saying, hey, listen, they're trying to make a profit off of you, even though it's in the contract, even though we disclosed it. It's a different thing when somebody puts it in your face Mm -hmm. and says, look at this, look at how much they're trying to make. So we didn't want to mess around with any of that. We wanted to close the funds. I mean, we wanted to close the deals right now. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, I've been able to close it myself. But also, uh, I raised funds. Uh, My dad ended up one of the companies that he worked for for a long time. He had some uh, class A shares. That company was just purchased for, I don't know, a billion dollars or something. And he got a good chunk of money. And now he's lending. And I give him 12%. So my dad's getting some fun. Not not a tremendous amount, but, but that's the power of it. The power is you find a really great deal. You know that you can close that deal, get on title, and then sell the deal to your cash buyers. And it keeps you really protected, really secured. And that's why I think it's so critical for wholesalers to understand how to raise private funds. Absolutely. Brent, I want to I want to make a really really important point and and clear up a myth. Mm-hmm. Most real estate investors, even seasoned real estate investors or brand new real estate investors, they have in their mind they got to pitch a deal. I got to pitch a deal. I got to sell a deal. Even when I got a private lender, that I'm gonna I got I got to pitch the deal. So here's what's interesting, Brent. I say you got to own the real estate in between your ears. Okay. Before you start owning real estate out here. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about the way we view this whole world of private money. Brent, did you know? I started raising and attracting private money in 2009. Okay. 2003 to 2009, the first six years I was doing uh, single family houses, all I knew to do was go to the local bank, get on my hands and knees and say, please fund my deal and you know, take my clothes off and show my financial, you know, all my financials, all my private, you know, information. Yep. And get them, they pull my credit score and all that and then jump through hoops of all the red tape. I'm surprised anything ever closed with all the red tape. Anyway, sir. Well, in 2009, I had the biggest blessing in disguise in my investing career. In 2009, in January, and I'm leading up to the mindset. Yeah. I'm leading up to the mindset. In January 2009, I had two houses under contract to buy. 
And I called up my banker. His name was Steve. Mm-hmm. And I called up uh, Steve and I told him about these two deals I had on a contract, all excited about it. And Steve went quiet on the other end of the phone, which is never a good sign yeah. when your significant other or your banker goes quiet. He says, Jay, I'm sorry to tell you, but your line of credit is closed. Sure. And I said, why is my line of credit closed? He said, don't you know there's a global financial crisis going on right now? I said, no. But now I got a financial crisis because these two houses represented over $100,000 in profit. And by the way, Brent, these people walking around saying, oh, every problem is an opportunity. I want to throw up. Yeah. I did not have an opportunity. I had a problem. Yeah. So I hung up the phone and I called Jeff Blankenship in Greensboro, North Carolina, a yeah. friend of mine and Carol Joyce. He was investing in real estate. I told him what had happened. He said, well, welcome to the club. I said, what club? He said, the club of losing your line of credit. They just shut me down last week. I said, well, how are you funding your deals? And he says, well, you ever heard of private money? I said, no. He said, you ever heard of self-directed IRAs? I said, no. And so I knew he had told me. So I studied private money. In less than 90 days, I was able to attract $2,150,000 in private money. I don't say that to brag. I say that to make a point. Now I'm talking mindset. So here's what I decided mm. to do. Brent, did you know I have yet to ask anybody for money to what fund do, my deals? What do you mean? Since 2009. Yeah. I never asked anybody to fund my, money, fund my deals. And they said, Jay, how do you have $8.5 million in private money that you just moved from projects to projects without ever asking? Here's the answer. Here's the answer to the mindset, all right? Mm -hmm. So what I decided to do in January of 2009 is take my teacher hat, yeah, my private money teacher hat, right? Now, you look a lot better in baseball caps than I do. I don't know. You look but, pretty good. But anyway, I put on my private money teacher hat figuratively, yeah, and I put together my private lending program that I was going to teach yeah. to people that I already had a relationship with. Mm -hmm. Who do I go to church with? Who's in my cell phone? Who's in my local business networking international group? Who's in the Rotary Club? You know, who do I hang out with? And I started teaching people my program, not pitching any deals, not mentioning those two deals mm -hmm. I had on the contract. So the first way that we attract millions of dollars in private money is I'm not begging, chasing, selling, persuading, or trying to talk anybody in anything. I am, instead of asking for a mortgage, yep. I'm offering a mortgage. Sure. So I first teach the program, no pitching of deals. Now, Carol Joy and I, my wife and I, we got 47 private lenders right now. You don't need 47 private lenders. Start with one or two. But we got 47 individuals that are funding our deals. Brent, did you know, not one of those people had ever heard of private money. Mm. None of them had ever heard of self-directed IRAs. But I taught them what private money is and my program without mentioning any deals. So how does this play out? My first Wednesday night at Bible study, after losing my line of credit and learning about private money, I walked up to a gentleman in the foyer at church, and his name was Wayne. I said, Wayne, I want to visit with you. So we visited after Bible study. And here's the magic line. Okay. Is this a writer downer? It's a writer downer. All right. The writer downer is, I need your help. Okay. This is called the indirect method. Yeah. The indirect method of attracting private money. And so I told Wayne, I said, Wayne, I've now opened up my real estate investing business to people that I know and trust and it's by referral only. And I said, Wayne, when you run across somebody 
that's not happy with their rates of return in the local bank or the volatility of the stock market, would you refer to them to me and I'll share my program with them as to how I'm paying high rates of return safe and securely? What do you think Wayne said? And he said, well, Jay, know what you got in mind. And so I went to Wayne's house mm-hmm. the next day, sat down with him and his wife. They became my first $250,000 private lender. Again, not pitching a deal. Right. They just liked the program. Mm-hmm. And so then three days later, I called him up. This is, again, the mindset. I called him up with what I call the good news phone call. Mm-hmm. I didn't call him up and ask him if he wanted to fund a deal. That's the most stupid question I could ask Wayne. I said, Wayne, I got good news. I can now put your money to work. And I told him four things about one of those deals. I said, Wayne, I got a house in Newport with an after-repaired value of $200,000. The funding requires one hundred and fifty. I know he's got one hundred and fifty because he told me he's got two fifty. Right. I said the funding requires one hundred and fifty, and uh, the closing is next Thursday. So you need to wire your funds to my real estate attorney next Wednesday. I'll get the wiring instructions emailed to you. End of conversation. I didn't say you want to fund the deal. That's the most stupid question I could have asked him. Of course, he wants to fund the deal. Yeah. He's sitting there waiting. And then, in addition to that, and I'll turn it back to you, Brent. In addition to that, when I've got a new private lender. And they are using their retirement funds and they have moved those retirement funds over to the self-directed IRA company that I recommended. Mm -hmm. They're not earning any money until I put their money to work. Sure. So I'm ethically bound to put their money to work. Sure. They're counting on me. So I call them up with a good news phone call. I can now put your money to work. So here's the deal. I get this question all the time or actually a statement. They say, new real estate investors say, you know, I'm fearful. I'm fear of rejection. And here's what I say, Mm -hmm. another writer downer. Mm -hmm. You can't be rejected if you're not asking anybody for anything. Right. You're offering. Yeah. I love it. So the thought that's going through my head is you're going to, you know, people that have money, right? What about people that are younger? What about people that grow up in uh, lower income, you know, kind of situations? Where do they go to have these conversations? Let's say they have the strongest mindset. They've got it between the ears, the brain. They understand the value here. Yeah. They feel confident in the communication that they can have with somebody. They just need at bats. They need to be able to be put in the right. Where do you find these people? So here's another writer downer. The more money you wallow in, the more money sticks to you. Okay. So where can you go where people have the money? Yes. There are three categories. What was that saying? The what more you money say? you wallow in, the more money. Waller in? Waller. Waller. You don't know what waller means? <laughs> I, Roll around. Nobody knows what waller is. <laughs> well, I am from Eastern North Carolina. We waller. Okay. We waller. In we Eastern. roll around in <laughs> the rest of the country. In Phoenix. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So, yeah, the more money you waller in, the more money sticks to you. Okay. So there's three places to get private money. Okay. So let's write these down. Let's write them down. Where are these private lenders that you will attract to do business to loan you money? The first place to find private lenders, I just alluded to, that's your own connections. Yep. I call it your warm market. That's your okay. warm market. Those are people that are in your cell phone, you know, people you hang around with. Who do you play poker with? Who do you go play golf with? But, you know, as you say, you got young people out there ain't playing golf. Right. Are going to church. Are not socially connected. So that's the first category. Right. Second category is what I call 
your expanded warm market. Okay. And we're going to talk about that for a second. Your expanded warm market. We'll come back to that in a second. The third place you find private lenders are existing private lenders. So where do you find existing private lenders? Let's start with existing private lenders, and then let's come back to that expanded warm market. Mm -hmm. So existing private lenders. When I was cut off from the bank, I called up my real estate attorney's paralegal. Okay. And I said, I want to hire you to search public records Mm -hmm. in Carteret County. That's where I live. Yeah. At the courthouse. I want you to search public records, and I want you to look for individual names, not LLCs, not companies, not institutions. But I want you to look for individual names of people that are loaning money out, secured, and in North Carolina, it's a deed of trust. Most people call it a mortgage, but it's secured by a deed of trust. So she did. In 90 days, three months, mm-hmm. we found two. Mm. I said, there's got to be an easier way to find these existing private lenders. So I hired some software developers, spent a good bit of money, and we developed what's called the private lender data feed. Mm. What's the private lender data feed? So in our software, we go out every month across the nation, and all this comes from public record. And we have in our data software, in the data feed, we have every private lender loans, uh, private lender's contact information as to how much money. And you search by zip code. Yeah. You go in the data what? feed, you search by zip code. It's like a website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is it called? The private lender data feed. And is this is this a subscription thing? Is this... Yeah, it's a subscription okay. thing. Okay. Yeah. Wait, and, what does it cost? Because everybody's wondering. Of course. everybody's like, oh, well, this, this so seems like for, for people that come into my world, I give them the first 60 days for free. Okay. And then if they want to stay in, it's 77 bucks a month. 77? Yeah. What if they just want the 77? They can do that? Sure. They can just go to, what's the website? So, so we can link it. Let me put that in the show notes. Okay. Because I got to get I got to get the link from my assistant back at okay. the office, Ashley. Okay. But I'll get you the show notes. Yep. I mean, I'll get you the link. So then we, you search by zip code. Mm-hmm. And any zip code in the nation, and you get their contact information, how much they loaned out on the property, the interest rate that they are earning. Mm-hmm. A lot of these lenders are getting 6% and 7%. I pay 8%. You're yeah. paying your, who are you paying 12%? Your daddy. Mm-hmm. You're paying your daddy 12%. Yeah. You're paying your daddy too much money. So I pay my 8%. Yeah, sure. <laughs> with, no, with no origination fees. I pay my mama. <laughs> Yeah, 8%. Sure. But anyway, so that's one of the categories. And so in the data feed, I've got the letters that go out and, you know, uh, establish a relationship. Let's come back to the expanded But you could just call those people. Of course you can. You can call and introduce yourself. Sure. If you were to call those people, what would you say to them? So I would, I've got two letters, and so I would just sort of use my scripting in the letter. Yeah, so what is it? Let's say you're, Brent, let's say you're one of them. Yeah. In the data feed. Yeah. I say, hey, Brent, I'm Jay Connor. I'm a real estate investor here in the Moorhead City area, and I just wanted to call up and introduce myself. I know from public records, so we get to it right away. Yeah. Like, who was this weird person calling me out of the blue? Yeah. I know from public records that you've done some lending on real estate, mm-hmm. and you enjoy investing in real estate. I just want to let you know that I have deals coming across my desk all the time, and I have to pass on some deals. Sure. So would you like to let me let you know about some opportunities as I have deals come across my desk? And even better than that, how would you like to meet at Starbucks for coffee and let's meet each other? Sure. So I start with the local people. Yeah. Yep. I want to eyeball. Yep. I want to eyeball people and establish that relationship. Love it. So the expanded market. So back to your young 
real estate investors mm-hmm. that don't have a large network. Yeah. Right. I mean, they've got the confidence. I mean, you know, they they got the game on, but not. So how do you expand your network very quickly? So there's another writer downer that we all know. Mm-hmm. There's a direct correlation between your network and your network. That's right. So how do you expand that? So one way is, first of all, you got to get involved in the local community. So remember, we're not going around pitching. So I recommend to all my members that work with me, I recommend that, first of all, join up to Business Networking International. Business Networking International, BNI.org. I have raised millions of dollars just from being in the local BNI. Yeah. So the way BNI works is you have like 20 or 30 other quote unquote salespeople on your team bringing you leads of people that A, have a house they want to sell that they don't want to list mm-hmm. with a realtor mm-hmm. and or want to earn high rates of return safely and securely sure. and are interested in this private money thing. So join up with BNI. Talk about expanding your network like overnight, mm-hmm. right? Now, when you go, first of all, you got to know your program that I teach in my book mm-hmm. of, you know, what the private lending is and how that works. So BNI, get involved in your local chamber of commerce. Mm-hmm. Get involved in your local Rotary Club, but you can't do it all at once. Right. So if I could only start with one, mm-hmm. start with BNI, Business Networking International and now you're going to you're going to invest 400 or some bucks a year to be in that organization but again that's a beautiful thing about attracting potential lenders mm-hmm. and finding more real estate deals yep. simultaneously i've got a student brent that um just joined bni 4 months ago he's raised over a million dollars in private money from just joining bni he knows the private lending what program what state abilene texas nice Abilene, Texas. Awesome. And uh, he's raised over a million dollars just from joining BNI. And he's already gotten three real estate deals from his local BNI members. Love it. That just referred it to him. Sure. So, you know, even if you're not interested in private money, you just want to wholesale, join BNI. You'll get more real estate deals too. That's great. That's <laughs> great. Now, let me ask you this because if I'm thinking about this and somebody approaches me, and they're they're newer to it, or maybe they've done some deals, but I don't really know. I've never done business with them. How do we approach it as as the people raising funds that says you're protected, but you're you're investing in this deal? Now I want you to invest in our relationship, but we don't have a relationship yet. So this is what keeps you secure. This is what protects your money. Yes. This is how you're going to get paid. This is how I can't screw you over. Yes, right. How right. do we do that? What is that conversation and what paperwork is involved? You know what I mean? Because sure. I think that's the real thing. Because then you're not really pitching, hey, trust me, trust me, trust me. Right. Because initially, you're not going to have that trust. you got to earn that trust. Exactly. And that's going to happen through doing these deals. And then they tell other people. And then all of a sudden, you've got a great network. you got 40, what did you say, 47, 47, you know. And I assume a lot of those were people oh, referring half, other people. Oh, yeah. And half of those came from uh, an existing private lender. Right. I mean, the private lenders can't keep their mouth shut. Right. They're going to talk about you. Oh, yeah. They're going to talk about how no, I get it. I mean, Carol Joy and I have gotten thank you notes. We've gotten phone calls. We got in-person thank yous of how particularly some of our elderly private lenders, how we have been a part of changing yeah. their retirement years. Sure. 
by, you know, paying all these high rates of return. So back to your question, how is the private lender protected mm-hmm. and how does it play out that if you don't pay them, the property does? Here's how it plays out. Yes. Here's a writer downer. We do not borrow more than 75% mm-hmm. of the after repaired value. Mm-hmm. I didn't say 75% of the purchase price. Correct. 75% of the after repaired value. This is why I always, and this is one of my favorite reasons of private money. And I got a long list of why private money is my favorite. Uh, but first of all, here's how I always bring home a big check when I buy. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a, like a mind blower when I started this. I was like, wait a minute. Everybody says you got to have skin in the game. You got to have skin in the game. Well, here's the skin in the game for the private lender the equity in that property mm-hmm. that's already automatically built in. So, but this does not work unless you're buying the property at a discount. Of course. And of course, when you're wholesaling deals, you got it under contract at a substantial discount, or you're not going to be assigning it out, right. you know, to a cash buyer. So if you're staying in the deal, let me just give a quick example and play this out as to how this works. Simple figures. Here's the answer to the question. How do you bring home a big check when you buy mm-hmm. without taking any cash to the closing? Let's say that we've got an after repaired value of $200,000 okay. on a house. I'm going to buy that house for $100,000 because it needs rehab. Yep. And of course, we do that all the time. You're going to buy it for 70000 Jay. Let's be honest. Well, that's even going to make the numbers even better. Uh-huh. So let's keep it. You're keeping easy math. <laughs> no, let's easy math, man. You throw 70 on me. I can't do that without I'm just my... saying, listen, every wholesaler out there, if it's under 250000 you need to be at 35%. 35%. That's the numbers to buy that. So when every time you say 200 to me, I'm like, okay, 70. <laughs> 70. Because it's gonna because it. it's gonna need forty or fifty, and then there's gonna be profit. So that's that's just what's going through my head. But we'll keep it easy math. Keep easy math, easy math. So after repaired value two hundred thousand. So let's say for easy math, hundred thousand. I buy it for hundred. Yep. Now let's say it's a small rehab. Sure. Let's say it's not forty or fifty. Let's say it's thirty five. So thirty five thousand dollars rehab. Great. Well, if I can borrow up to seventy five percent. Now I want you to follow this math. If I can borrow 75% of the after-repaired value, yes. how much can I borrow? $150,000. $150, You're quick. So you can borrow $150,000. After-repaired value, $200. I'm going to borrow $150. I'm going to buy it for $100. So here's the first test question. How much of a big check am yeah. I going to bring home when I buy? Yeah. Well, the check is $50,000 less closing costs, mm-hmm. right? Well, where did that come from? Well, if I got $150,000 being wired in to the escrow account of my closing agent, title company, real estate attorney, mm-hmm. and 100000 of that 150 is going to the seller, that lead, that's called, and listen, this is my favorite phrase on my real estate attorney's uh, check stubs, excess cash to mm-hmm. close. I love me some excess cash. So I'm bringing home the 50000 less closing costs now. That private lender is counting on me to use that fifty thousand on the rehab. Sure, of course. Yep. So let's say I'm, I'm going to use thirty five on the rehab. Now Murphy always shows up mm-hmm. at every rehab. Who's Murphy? Well, sometimes Murphy, his cousins, his sisters show up. The unexpected. Mm-hmm. So let's say that rehab actually ends up being forty thousand. Well, I still got ten thousand. Murphy means unexpected. Yeah, Mur- the law of Murphy. Mur- the Murphy, yeah. whatever can go wrong, does go wrong. That's the law of Murphy. That's the law of Murphy. I'm learning so many things. 
You're funny, bro. What was the roll around? So, uh, yeah, Waller. 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 That's right, Waller. Okay. So uh, I got this $50,000 check, $40,000 to go to rehab. That leaves me with $10,000 left over for whatever yep. operating expense. Now, when I go to sell that property, I'm going to sell it for two hundred. dollars the after-repaired value, assuming the value hasn't gone up. And so now, what am I going to bring home? I'm going to bring home the difference from what I sell it for mm-hmm. to what I still owe the private lender. Here's another writer-downer. I'm accruing or paying interest only to the private lender. So Every I month? St- hmm? Every month? Or are you rolling it in? Well, actually, I don't care. Okay. If it's a quick flip, I'll let it accrue. Sure. So I'm not making any monthly payments. Right. But I got some elderly private lenders that need the monthly income. Sure. To live off of. Yep. Well, listen. Follow me on this, and you're going to love this. Follow me on this. If I'm bringing home a $50,000 check and 40000 is going to rehab, and I got 10000 left over, whose money am I using to make their monthly payments? Their own. Their money. Yeah. I'm loving this program. Right. Right. And so I go to sell it for two hundred. I still owe the private lender $150,000. i am going to bring home another $50,000 check, less mm-hmm. uh, closing costs if I listed it with a realtor, less the realtor fee, et cetera. So just in that little example, I'm still making, you know, around $50,000 yeah. on that $200,000 yeah. uh, after repaired value house. Love it. So why do I love private money? I receive multiple checks on every deal I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest thing is it puts me in control sure. of my business. Yeah. You just have to make sure that you really have great construction construction crews. You really Absolutely. understand what's going on with that property, yep. so that the because that that'll eat it up, right? That's the only kind of you know mysterious number that sneaks in during transactions is what is the total cost to rehab this property, mm-hmm. and are we going to run into anything unexpected? So, do you do full blown inspections on these properties? Absolutely. So here's do. another writer downer. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Another writer down. Yeah, sure. Do not stay mm-hmm. in a deal mm-hmm. with private money and own that deal. Do not stay in a deal and close on it if there's a rehab involved. Right. If there's a rehab involved. Yeah. I use private money when there's no rehab involved. Sure. Oh, we got to talk about for sale by owner percentages okay. on my lens. All right. Uh, there's a writer down there. Anyway, if I'm going to stay in a deal, never stay in a deal where a rehab is involved. And my definition of a rehab it's anything that you're anticipating over $10,000. Okay. If you're anticipating over $10,000, do not close on that deal and stay in the deal without a full home inspection. I love it. Because, yep. I mean, you just don't know what you don't know that's in that crawl space. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Murphy's extended family yeah. shows up yeah. in crawl spaces. Sure. Right? So, yeah, full home inspection if you're going to stay in it and there's a major rehab. That's a great point. Because that's 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 really when you get into sticky situations when you have to go back to the investor and say, "Hey, listen, I need some more to finish this project," and then all of a sudden the the trust starts eroding. Of course, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So, guys, that is a huge point. If you're going to be raising funds, and if it's over ten thousand dollars in rehab, full blown inspector, get the best inspection company that you possibly can. And make sure that you set that up front because as wholesalers, we're going into these property owners, we're going, listen, cash, 
as is. It's going to be as smooth as possible. You know, we have the inspection period, but set the expectation is I'm going to bring in the best inspector possible to know exactly what's going on with this property. And don't just go in there to lock up the deal and say, no, we're not going to have anybody in here. It's going to be two seconds of inspection. It's going to be very light because some people do that. Some people mm-hmm. are, you know, because the sellers are afraid that you're going to try to renegotiate or or they're afraid that, you know, they're going to, you're going to find something that, that they know about that they don't want to disclose to you and they mm-hmm. don't want to do business with you. So make sure that if you are going to be raising funds and you're going to be doing the rehab yourself and it's over $10,000, get a unbelievable inspector in there so that you know what you're up against. Case in point, a house on Emmeline Street mm-hmm. in Moorhead City. Yep. I had under contract. Mm-hmm. After repaired value, $350,000. I had it under contract to buy for one ninety-five. Mm-hmm. So it was going to be a uh, I think it was like a $40,000 rehab, maybe a 50000 Now, this just happened two weeks ago. Yep. Under contract to buy for one ninety five. My offer was subject to the home inspection. Sure. And specifically in this case, subject to an engineer's inspection of the crawl space because the property was located right near the water yep. where I knew flooding had taken place when the hurricane came through four years ago. Sure. So inspector goes out, engineer goes out, quote comes back, $28,000 crawl space repair. Mm-hmm. So I went back, well, my acquisitionist went back to the seller and said, well, it's no longer one we We're having to cut that back, you know, 23. And so um, if I hadn't I had that in my contract, I would have closed on that deal, and then that's what we call a $23,000 oops. Yeah. Murphy factor. <laughs> Big old Murphy fat factor. Murphy. Fat Murphy. <laughs> By the way, it just came to mind a second ago, Brent. This is huge right here. This is huge. So one thing that I hear from real estate investors, particularly when they're starting out, one thing I hear is they say, you know what? For deals that I want to stay in, I don't need private money. I just want to buy on terms. Yes. I just want to buy seller financing. I just want to buy subject to the existing note and do that. Well, like you, Brent, both of us have reviewed thousands and thousands of property lead sheet information on properties. Mm -hmm. Here's my statistics of what I've experienced. I'm a pretty good negotiator. You're probably better than me. I'm pretty good. But here's what I've discovered. After reviewing thousands of property lead sheets from FISBOs, for sale by owners. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking multiple listing service. Right. I'm, I'm not talking auctions. I'm talking talking to for sale by owners. Mm-hmm. Only 13% of those for sale by owners will sell to me creatively, mm. subject to the existing note, mm-hmm. seller financing. What do the other 87% want? Cash. Cash. They want all the money, right? And you know what? I only got two choices then. I can either wholesale it and mm-hmm. get an assignment fee, mm-hmm. or I can stay in the deal with private money sure. and still close on it. Sure. Is that your main lead generation source is for sale by owner? That's my only lead generation sure. in today's market. I love it. I mean, but when we say for sale by owner lead generation, that's multifaceted. I mean, like you, we do. I got a full-time outbound caller. Yep. We're outbound calling. Yep the types of lists that you recommend to Mm -hmm. your followers. Mm -hmm. You know what? The postal service is still in business. 
So we direct mail to everyone that's been served in foreclosure. Yep. Right. I got mm-hmm. an eight letter sequential that we do. Mm-hmm. Facebook ads, Google, SEO, all that. But why are most of the leads for sale by owner today? It's just the market. Yeah. I mean, there's there's hardly anything in the multiple listing server that's going to be a deal. So, yeah, it's like 99 percent. Off-market deals. Love it. And in your book right there, put that up so everybody sure. can see it. And if you're if you're listening to this, where to get the money now, Jay Connor, I assume it's on Amazon. So actually, you can spend 20 bucks on Amazon, but yeah. I'd love to give it to your viewers and listeners for free. Come on. For free. Just cover shipping. And so you can pick up the book, where to get the money now. And by the way, this goes step by step as far this has got the complete program in here as far sure. as what we teach yeah. our, our new private lenders, mm-hmm. how they can make high rates of return safely and securely. Anyway, pick it up for free. Just cover shipping at www.jayconner.com. By the way, I'm an E-R, not an O-R. Yep. So J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash book. Cool. Yep. jconnor.com forward slash book. I'll autograph it. We'll ship it out to you. That's awesome. Three-day priority mail. Guys, if you're loving Jay and you love his enthusiasm and just his love for this industry, make sure you put a comment in the comment section if you're watching this on on YouTube. Uh, I love Jay. I, I met you originally in 2018. 18, yeah. In, Has in, it been that long? In, um, oh, in Georgia, Asheville? In Asheville. At the, whole selling, yeah. at the whole selling Inc. Uh, That's convention. Right. That's right. Wow. So that was an amazing event, by the way. Yeah, amazing event. And uh, we run into each other all the time in, in different masterminds that we're in. And uh, I just love your enthusiasm. So I'm going to put you uh, in the hot seat for in three minutes. Three minutes. You got, you got, and, and this is going to be tough for you. Because you only got 180 seconds here. I can't even say my name. I, I know it, Jay, but I, I'm going to put you in the hot seat here. How can I raise a million dollars in the next 30 days? Because I want that to be the title of this episode. Raise a million dollars in the next 30 days. If you had to raise or if I had to raise a million dollars in the next 30 days, what would you do? You got three minutes. Go. Three minutes. Yes. So I'm going to tell you how to raise a million dollars in 30 days in five steps. Okay. Five steps. I got it. And these five steps are actually in detail in the book. Sure. But I'm going to give you the 30,000 foot view. Yeah. Step number one, make your list. Yep. What do I mean by make your list? So in the book, I teach you how to identify your top 40 private lenders, potential private lenders through your own connections. And look, trust me, even if you're young, even if you don't have a large network, I'm going to show you in the book exactly how to identify the top 40. Awesome. I mean, let's stop and think about it for a second. How many people you got in your cell phone? Maybe there's maybe there's people in those cell phone ain't got no private money. How about social media? How Who about do social? those people yeah. know, yeah. right? Uh, in the book, I actually give a Facebook post that attracted me $100,000 in less than a week Love from it. one Facebook post on social media. Love it. So number one, make, a make list. your list yep. of potential private lenders. The book's going to tell you how. Step number two we're now going to have an opening conversation. Okay. Opening conversation. So an opening conversation will be with those 40 people. Yep. There's two methods of the opening conversation okay. in step number two. There's the direct method. Yep. There is the indirect method. Okay. I already went over the indirect method My when head. I told the story about Wayne. Right. I need your help. Yep. You're going to call up these people and say, you know what? I need your help. 
I've now opened up my real estate investing business to people that I know and trust. The script's in the book. Awesome. But now the direct method I haven't taught yet. Right. The direct- Save it for the book. We've got three. You're you're running out of time here. Number three. I know you want to hear the direct method. <laughs> Read the book. Step, step number three is you're going to send out uh-huh. the 16-minute audio oh. called Stress-Free Investing. Well, what's the 16-minute audio? Yep. The 16-minute audio called Stress-Free Investing is an audio that I record for my students yep. and my members, or you can just use the script in the book and record it yourself. It introduces people in your network of what private money is. Love it. Step number three leads to step number four. Mm-hmm. Step number four is the one-on-one meeting. I love it. So the step number four one-on-one meeting, what's the purpose of the one-on-one meeting? Well, you see how you're not chasing. You see how this progress is bringing the people to you. Because mm-hmm. this audio, you can email out, you can text it out, right? You can even post it on social media. So that leads to step number four, the one-on-one meeting. What happens then? Now we're going to put on our teacher hat. Yep. Teacher hat, step number four. Mm-hmm. Now in the step number four, we're going to teach the program. Love it. Teach the private lending program to these people that you're attracting, how they can earn higher rates of return safely and securely. And step number five, verbal pledge. Verbal pledge. Verbal pledge. So the private lenders are going to tell you how much they have to work with. Love it. Remember, you're not pitching a deal. If they've got retirement funds, introduce them to your self-directed IRA company. And there you have a million dollars in five steps in 30 days. And you know what, Brent? That was the fact. <laughs> Did I do that in three minutes? That was great. But <laughs> listen, so. Brent, I just had, wasn't that great, Carol Joy? Yeah. So listen. I got I got something I want to do. Yeah. I don't know if this is like the spirit speaking to me or whatever. Yeah. There's something I want to do. Yeah. I've had so much fun with you here so far yeah. on the podcast. I want to give your listeners and followers a three thousand dollar gift. Okay. Right now. Let's do it. So I put on a live event three times a year. Okay. Called the Private Money Academy Conference. Okay. Private Money Academy Conference. It's in person. Yep. I'm there three days, three times a year. And I have private lenders come to the event to Great. network with. Yep. I teach all this private money stuff step by step, unpack it all. Love it. I got people leaving the event that are immediately raising private money. I got people at the event that are getting private money. So I'm going to give out a special URL right now, website okay. to your listeners and followers. They can come to this event for free. I mean, it's a stupid $97 registration fee, but not pay 3000 bucks right. for the event. And here it is, www.jaysliveevent.com, J-A-Y-S-L-I-V-E-E-V-E-N-T.com, jaysliveevent.com. And that's for your listeners and followers. Come to the event for free with a small registration fee. I love it. There you go. Guys, this is a no-brainer. This is a no-brainer. Number one, definitely get the book. He's going to send it to you for free, and he's going to send it to you with some love, and he's going to autograph it. And actually, I assume one of you guys is going to put it in an envelope and send it to him, which is absolutely fantastic, or somebody on your staff. Yeah. And then two, uh, you got the live event uh, coming up. It's three times this year, jaysliveevent.com. We just need you to figure out off the top of your head what your private money data feed website is. We'll get, that, point, we'll get that in the we'll show notes. We'll get that in the show notes. We'll get that in the show but, notes. Uh, we'll need that uh, at some point as well. But guys, it is a skill, and this is something that um, if if there are if you are in a partnership, if there are if there if if you've got a partner in your wholesaling business, one partner has to run the the wholesaling business, and one partner has to raise funds. That's it. That's the only time that I would say to have a partnership. 
I think that most of the roles, I know that all of the roles in your real estate wholesaling business can be salaried. You can hire somebody for fifty, seventy, ninety thousand dollars plus bonuses, plus commissions, plus whatever for every role. We talk about it a lot on this podcast. But raising funds is not one of those roles. And whenever you're, whenever you're thinking about partnering with somebody, who's going to do the wholesaling business and grow that, and who's going to raise the funds? Because that is the only reason that you should be having a partnership. It truly is the only reason. So make sure that whoever it is in that partnership that is raising funds. They go to Jay's live event and get this book, Where to Get the Money Now. Uh, Go to jayconnor.com. Jayconnor.com slash book. You got it. Jay, you're the best. You're the best, I love it. I love having you I could talk to you all day. All day. (laughs) This would be an eight-hour podcast. Come on in. Come on in. Say say hi to everybody. Come, Come on. Come over here, Carol Come Joy. On. Let's see who really runs the show. You here. got that right. You know, Carol Joy. You know, we've been dating 39 years. Yep. We just haven't been married 37 years. That's it. Come right here. 39 years. Say hello to everybody. Good afternoon, everybody. Good morning. Yeah. We're in a different time zone for me. Brent, y'all are hilarious. <laughs> I think y'all should go on the road and I'm going That's to it. Go. That's it. I love it. You I invite me and I'm there. Carol, Carol Joy, thank you. Absolutely. (laughs) And that's it, guys. That is our show. Uh, Definitely check out all of that. All the links will be in the show notes. And uh, whether you're watching it on YouTube or listening to it on the podcast, make sure that you get access to all of those things. And I sign off, as I always do, encouraging you to go out there and talk to people. Until next time. Love you guys. See ya. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.